You're listening to Creatively Human with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, make an impact in our own unique way, and importantly, to get well paid for it. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to quietly ambitious humans. Welcome back to another interview on the Creatively Human podcast and today I am chatting to the lovely Shantini Raja all about her intuitive emotional writing technique, how it can be used for self-healing as well as a powerful boost to our copy in our businesses and how our copy connects with readers. We talk about the importance of shadow work, how to get into the right emotion before you start writing and the power of a single breath. Shantani is a writing coach, creative copywriting expert, and energy practitioner. She is the creator of the One Healing Breath Method and the Intuitive Emotional Writing Technique, which we're going to dive all into in this episode. Shantani brings together a unique alchemy of deep intuition and creativity to her work, and she loves helping conscious entrepreneurs, creatives, and healers find their true voice, showing them how to work with the power of mindful writing, mindful breathing, and mindful living so that they can call in money and magic with truth, presence, and heart. Her personal writing and client work have been featured in publications like Elle, Harper's Bazaar, Forbes, and Inc. And her clients are some of the biggest names in spirituality and healing. This is a really wonderful exercise for anyone who wants to use the power of journaling, connecting with your shadow side, allowing yourself to express parts of you that are sometimes hard in order to heal those parts of you and more powerfully show up. And it's also really useful if you write copy for your business and kind of tuning into the emotions and the power that that can have in the way that what you write connects with your people. So let's get started. Enjoy. Okay, so let's start by talking about your intuitive emotional writing technique. What is it? What does it involve? What are the benefits of doing it? Okay, so we'll get straight to the heart of it. So what is it? In business, as you know, Ruth, um, it's about... So here's what's happening currently everywhere, in every industry, online for that matter, even offline, but let's talk about the online world. Mm -hmm. It's getting more and more crowded as we speak. Everyone and their brother (laughs) is jumping on and starting an online business. And that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. The more the merrier, I say. Uh, But here's the thing. There's danger in us losing our diversity and how we speak, how we express ourselves because of, and I say this with love, all of those gurus and experts out there who love talking about templates and copywriting guidelines. Okay, I have nothing against those, those, and I'm not going to say that they aren't helpful because they are, especially when you're just starting up. But it's just a framework for you to use and jump off because what we need to do is we need to be ourselves. That's the, at the end of the day, there's like, so for example, if you're a tarot card reader online, there are countless people who do the same thing. So what differentiates you is you, your voice, who you are, who you're being, how you're showing up, how, what are your values? So all of this can be, when you know how to work with the intuitive emotional writing technique, all of this can be expressed in your copy and in the words that you use even on live stream or in podcasts like this so that's the overarching view of the technique I love that so that's the kind of like why it matters and I'm you know my philosophy I'm definitely on board with that you being the unique (laughs) thing in your business so that's the why so what does it what is it how do you use it what do you do can you talk us through the different stages I don't Absolutely. know how I don't know how much you could talk through in a simple way for our listeners, but yeah, let's give it a go. Okay, let's do it. So the first thing to know is this, um, and don't be afraid of this, but I'm, I'm going to say it. <laughs> it's about fearless self-expression. It's about fearless self-expression. Now, for a lot of people who are introverts, and I am an introvert, I don't know, maybe I don't sound like one, but trust me, I am. 
I am one. You know me, Ruth. I'm one. Um, the words fearless self-expression does the opposite. It strikes fear in your heart, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like showing up and being yourself and being vulnerable in front of an audience. So that, but here's what I'm trying to say with intuitive self, uh, in, in, intuitive, the intuitive emotional writing technique. What it does is it takes you out of that space of feeling like you're performing and it puts you into a space of connecting and communicating. So what it, so here's how it works. So it's a couple of, like if you ask this, so I'm going to dive straight in. So there are a couple of stages to it. There are a few elements to it. One is what I call shadow writing. So shadow writing is about getting comfortable with all of who you are, even the parts of you that you technically want to hide. You kind of want to hide the parts of us. And we all have this, the parts of us that are envious, the parts of us that, you know, when we are temperamental or when we have a temper, use our tempers, all of that stuff. So that's shadow writing. The second part of it is uh, the technique itself. And it's about identifying and working with your spiritual expression archetype. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. And your energy of expression. And the second part is consciously infusing your words with emotion every time you sit down to write. So consciously doing that. Right. So let's start with shadow writing. So this is kind of like the background work that you kind of need to do to lay the foundation for this technique to work in a way that's organic and natural for you. So shadow writing, we've all seen it, right? So Stephen King, so I want to just share. Stephen King is uh, fantastic at this. We can see it all the time in like movies and in books. So Stephen King's The Shining, for example, was about writer Jack Torrance might have been king himself. I don't know, because it's always about writers. It's always about writers, often about writers. So he starts out as a good husband and father, and that is the light side of him, but quickly travels into the depths of what? Murderous rage <laughs> and madness, and that is the shadow. Then there's the classic Jekyll and Hyde, uh, which is about Dr. Henry Jekyll and his evil, alter evil, Edward Hyde, and of course, Alfred Hitchcock's psycho, uh, Fight Club. And Shutter Island, if you haven't watched Shutter Island, I highly recommend it, by the way. So anyway, so shadow writing is about allowing yourself to express the parts of you as Stephen King has done and as, you know, all the other people that I mentioned. So it's allowing yourself to express the parts of you that that this and, and this is by no means permission to like go out there, get on social media and start you know, getting into this murderous rage. <laughs> That's not at all what I'm just to be clear. That is not at all what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is practicing in private. And, and Ruth, I know you do this already because this is part of, you know, what happens when we journal. Yeah, And when absolutely. we have an authentic voice. And it's about not having that, or even having the inner critic going on and on in your head, but just continuing to create and write as you, you know, connect in with the parts of you that, as I said, you want to hide from everybody else. So it's being unapologetic and unafraid to put what you are really thinking and feeling onto paper. So this happens in the background. So what you do then is you are creating that space for yourself where it feels safe to be only you and to embrace and accept all parts of you and realize that, hey, you know what, when I express myself in this way, you know, it's fine. Nothing bad's happened. The world isn't Turning the opposite way, things are, things are, you know, fine. The sun is still rising. It's fine. It's okay to embrace yourself and accept yourself and to actually look at the shadow parts of yourself in the face, so to speak, on paper. So that's shadow writing piece. Can I just, can I just interrupt for a sec? So just to summarize, this is like private work. It's not necessarily to be shared. This is like the foundations. And would you say that journaling is the like the key way to go about that work? Yes. I'm guessing there are other ways as well. That journaling is the number one way that I would recommend. Uh, I do. I, some people don't want to write, so they could. You could record it, record what you're mm-hmm. thinking and feeling as an audio. 
But uh, whatever you decide to do, if you're really feel, feeling creative, create a collage of images or whatever, mm, you know, yeah. whatever way you want to drop it out, uh, go ahead and do that. But I would, the, the number one rule that I think at the start, it is an unbreakable rule at the start, is that you must know that you're not going to share it. If you know you're going to share any of it or you feel like someone's going to like, find it so for, so whatever happens just find a way to keep it safe like keep it i i keep some of my stuff a lot of my stuff um online like you know on my computer in in a password protected document and things like that so do whatever it takes to keep that that you know that expression of yourself private so you know that because no one's going to see it you can just kind of go crazy and it's fine so what this does actually Ruth is that it allows all of that energy to start to flow the creative energy the parts of us that are suppressed because when we hide our shadow what we're doing is we're using enormous amounts of our energy to keep that door closed so it's and it's just part of you know that's part of society that's part of you know being kind and, and, and polite right you're not going to go out there and express yourself every time you're in a bad mood that it doesn't work that way and that's fine but the, the effort and the energy of keeping all of that stuff hidden and suppressed it is a huge block to creative energy so which is one of the biggest reasons why i highly highly encourage you as in everyone to try it to try writing it out and if you want to like safely burn it later that's fine but put it down on paper yeah or yeah. on your computer yeah, yeah yeah i definitely it's definitely been a huge part of my work and my journey over the last few years um i've been thinking like when i had my son and i was going through a difficult time you know after having him with my mental health I used to just write out how I was feeling and I and at the time I didn't even think of it as doing anything I wasn't doing it on purpose if you know what I mean I was just doing it because I needed an outlet and it was very very helpful in that difficult time so yeah it just made me think of that and and it is so important that nobody else reads it so because because it's hard to even admit this stuff to yourself sometimes isn't it exactly exactly and it is and it's so it's so important that we let it out because otherwise it grows and it gets bigger and it starts to kind of sometimes and what happens usually is that it comes out at inopportune moments mm. <laughs> like that all of that resentment or the pain or the frustration comes out at times that you don't want it to so it's not just about uh writing for your business or, or whatever this is this is about taking care of yourself this is about healing um, and feeling safe to to be who you are, which is what we all, which is ultimate, the, the ultimate freedom is to live as who you are. No apologies, no regrets. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So we've talked about, we've talked about the kind of shadow. shadow. What comes next? Okay, so what comes next are two keys to um, practicing the art of intuitive emotional writing. So we are, we are down to the art of it, how you're going to do it, right? And I mentioned earlier, it's identifying and working with your expression archetype and your energy of expression. And the second part to that is co- consciously infusing your words with emotion every time you sit down to write. Okay, so let's start with the expression Archetype. So the intuitive expression archetype and the energy of expression are essentially elements that I've personally defined through multiple writing personas. I'm going to say I've, I have multiple writing personas because I've written for magazines, I've been a ghostwriter for books, I'm a copywriter, travel writer, countless countless writing you know, gigs mm. and with clients and brands from everywhere. So What's the intuitive spiritual expression archetype about? So it's it's basically the core essence of who you are as a divinely creative being. And your archetype is deeply connected to your energy of expression. So your energy of expression is about what you feel, what you believe, what you stand for, what you're willing to fight for. This is actually the baseline energy with 
that is projected out into the world and it ties into your personal creative energy. So I, I'm not going to go into all of it, Ruth, because there's like a whole bunch of archetypes actually yeah, and, yeah. and each one corresponds to an energy of expression. But I have a fun quiz uh, on my site that has all of that stuff. So if, if anyone's curious about what their intuitive archetype is and the energy of expression, they can um, they can check that out. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. But what I want to oh, thank you, Ruth. Yes, that's a good idea. Right. So what I want to say here is though understanding your intuitive expression archetype and your energy of, of expression will show you how to honor and respect your unique creative cycle and rhythm. So you can write your intuitive emotional copy and content. And this includes everything, the blog posts, the sales pages, whatever. So what I want to say here is, so in case you're curious, I'm just going to name the archetypes. There are six, the divine nurturer, the incarnated goddess, the cosmic spirit, the earth angel, the sacred seeker, and the spiritual warrior. So those are the... um, they're the six archetypes, so you can check that out. You can figure, you can do the quiz and do that and figure that one out. So now to the second piece, and this is something that I have, you know, and then it's about consciously infusing your words with emotion every time you sit down to write, as I said. So this is something to do with what I like to call the CTE. So we've all heard of the CTA, right? So yeah. do you know the CTA? Of yeah. course, it's a action <laughs> copywriting. Um, and what I what I mean when I say the CTE, it's a, I call it it's an acronym for call to emotion. Oh, I love that. Call to emotion. This is where you invite people to do more than read your words. It's about inviting them to feel your words. Mm. So you need to feel it for them to feel inspired. So fe- emotions and feelings inspire action. And at the end of the day, copywriting is about and, and writing for your business. We, you know, we want people to take action. That's to sign up for your free webinar or to purchase something. It's about action, right? So emotions inspire action. So um, let's explore, right? Let's let's talk a little bit about the CTA. So I'll give you a little example. Is it okay if I share a little example? Yes, yes, please. A sentence that's without the CTA. Okay. Okay, so so I'm going to talk about the first one's going to be a sentence without the CTE and the second one's going to be with the CTE. So without the CTE, do you want to be a leader in your industry? Then don't follow what others are doing. So that's without the CTE. That's without the call to emotion. So with the call to emotion and the emotions here are enthusiasm, empowered choice and excitement. Throw out the business rule book. Forge your own innovative path to stand out as the leader in your industry. Don't be anybody else's photocopy. So there's a lot more emotion and energy. There's a lot of authenticity. Some of the phrases would be unique to the person. Very often those, you know, to you, the phrases and the words that you use as the business owner when you write your copy, right? Yeah. So how do you do that? How do you consciously invite that feeling, whatever feeling it is? So let's assume um, you want to infuse motivation and inspiration into your copy or your blog post or whatever. So I would say the, 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 the key thing to do is to feel it yourself. So um, I want you to feel. So basically what I'm saying is I want you to feel how, like if you're offering something, a product or a service, I want you to feel how your offer is going to support people and how your work is making a difference in the world. So there are a few ways to do this, right? So you can think back to a time when you were fired up and excited and motivated about something, and then you could start writing from that place. So it's just about kind of visualizing a time in your life when you felt motivated, right? And then getting into that energetic space and starting to write from this. Because now you're all excited, you're motivated, and you're like, okay, I'm going to channel this energy, and it's going to flow through in your writing. The other way to do that is you could take a deep, intentional breath of whatever emotion. I find this works absolutely works for me. 
So if you're looking at motivation, take a deep, intentional breath of motivation. If you're wanting to infuse calm into your writing, take a deep breath of calm. So I know this might sound a little out there, a little bit woo, but I would highly encourage uh, all of all of you listeners out there, all of your listeners, Ruth, to try that because it is surprisingly uh, powerful and effective. So um, sometimes just thinking about the story that you want to write about is enough, but you know to get get you into that space, to get you into that emotion that you want to infuse. But if you want to take it a step further, so for example, if you want to write an empowering blog post. If you want to take that a step further and really get into it, you could watch an empowering movie scene on YouTube, right? Um, you could read a passage in a book or a blog post from your favorite motivational speaker. So all of this is extremely doable. And I'm not saying that you have to like spend an hour watching half the movie <laughs> somewhere. You just have to get into like get those scenes, right? Just think about all the movies you you watch face or some of the movies that you've watched that you where you walk away feeling inspired and, and, and empowered and then think of those scenes and then look that up if you can on YouTube. Otherwise I said you could read something motivational. And that feeling, that emotion that you receive then starts to channel through as you write. So that's the the quick and dirty yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of overview. I Thank you for sharing that. I think that's so useful. And I spend a lot of time thinking about how we feel about things and how that impacts like how we sell things or how we deliver things. And I think you've explained it really well because I do genuinely believe like so something that I would do, I like just it's not like a, a proper thing. It's just something that I do sometimes is like put on a certain playlist of music or something before I'm going to write something and it really fires me up and it does yes the mood I'm in does change the words that I write absolutely I'm so excited you said that Ruth you've been using the technique already yeah I love it I love it I love it that's a fabulous point a playlist compile one like the uh you know the melancholy playlist perhaps or the empowering play, like create one. Uh, and that's super helpful. And if you really feel excited about it and drawn to it, dance, move your body. That helps too, because that helps the energy flow through. Because at the end of the day, creative energy is energy. It's energy in many, and it can come through in many forms. So working with it and consciously inviting that energy through your emotions is a powerful, powerful way of expressing yourself and writing with confidence and connecting with the hearts and not just the minds, but the hearts of your audience, the people who you're meant to speak to and connect with. Yes, absolutely. And um, I just want to say, I think we're going to talk a bit more about this kind of, this kind of intentional, taking an intentional breath. We're going to get to that later but it reminded me of when you said when you said that like so take a breath and like think about calm or think about I can't remember what else you said but it's so interesting because I've been using that technique as well and it's it's incredible how simple it is but how powerful it is because one of my things that I come up against all the time is I don't have enough time I don't have enough time and I just like I take a I just take a moment and I take a breath in and like I am capable and that's the kind of feeling that I've found is useful for for me and that story I've got and it's it just highlights to me how simple it is but how little I take the time to actually consciously breathe and tell myself something like that absolutely and you're so right Ruth it is a very simple um, kind of process or Mm. technique or method but here's the thing, we don't think of, of like, we, it doesn't arise in our minds. We don't remember in a way to do that, um, even though it might occur to us that it might be a good idea, but we don't consciously do it. So this is the reason why I would recommend that you might, you know, you can have a post-it note somewhere, have a little reminder to tell yourself that, you know what, let me get into that writing space and let me be conscious and intentional about it. And not just like try to force your way or, you know, heaven forbid, power through and 
<laughs> hustle and you know all of that stuff which is not that's just not our style so yeah yeah exactly exactly so I'm just going to ask you in relation to the intuitive emotional writing technique that you've just really clearly talked us through we've seen so I can totally understand like especially thank you for giving that example of the CTA versus the CTE that was really really helpful in kind of showing just it's more emotional it invokes kind of more feeling I can see how it's really useful in our copy for our businesses in all kinds of copy yeah let's talk a bit about how it is useful in other ways and obviously I kind of touched on that I suppose with the shadow stuff like how it helped me through a difficult difficult kind of mental health time um how can we use this I can't remember how you phrase it now but this more emotional way of writing to support our whole selves not just our business I would say that you know when you're when you're moving outside your business it's also important to consider other ways of communication that could be intentional so it's about so here's here's an example so let's say you're about to have a difficult conversation with your partner or it doesn't have to be a difficult conversation. It could be any conversation. You could, perhaps you're going to meet someone new, like a friend at a cafe or whatever. So it's about thinking about how you want to feel as you're having the conversation and how you would love for yourself and the other person to feel when you walk away from that conversation. What is it that you want, to, want them to carry with them as they leave? What is the feeling that that you would love to leave them with. So this is true about, like, as I said, it could be, it, it can be a conversation. It doesn't have to be writing when we take it out, so to speak, into the real world. Um, but in terms of writing itself, um, as I said, it's a self-healing that all of that work that goes into intuitive emotional writing, it is a self-healing tool. It is about asking yourself, Going there, you know, and going to those difficult places where, as you said, Ruth, you said it so well, you're like, you know, you're afraid to 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 kind of go there, to even admit some of this stuff to ourselves. So what it does is it dislodges a lot of the, um, in, in many cases, I would even go so far as to say trauma and, and really difficult experience that experiences that are lodged deep in our psyche. And it helps to gently kind of release some of that pressure and allow it to rise up to the surface to the point where you're ready to deal with it and be, you know, and perhaps, I don't know, if you want to like go deeper, speak to a professional about it or whatever you decide to do. But a lot of the time you will be surprised that when you start to ask yourself the tough questions, when you start to explore the shadow, you will remember a lot of stuff I've also had um, clients come to me and say that they start seeing or remembering things in their dreams wow uh, they start to see a lot of like Im imagery and maybe symbolism but sometimes it's a direct thing it's their unconscious releasing some of those hidden stuff uh, and it comes up in dreams actually so it's it's very deep work it's it's highly it's extremely powerful work yeah. So even if you don't want to do it as an entrepreneur and you just want to try it for, you know, um, for yourself, for self-healing, mm. it, it is it is very powerful, yeah. very effective. Yeah, I can totally see that through the elements I have personally done and through what you've said, it definitely seems like it would be so powerful. And I guess it's also probably useful to uh, touch on this. It's not about being a great writer, right? Like it's about yes. expressing yourself but that doesn't mean because I know that some people listening to this will be will be confident with journaling and writing and others listening to this won't be and I just kind of wanted to touch on that because it's not about writing incredible prose or copy or anything if you're doing it for yourself it's about just getting it out I suppose. In fact Ruth I'm so glad you brought that up because it's true, actually, even in, in writing for your business, because here's what I believe, and I know this is, and I've seen this to be true, and and I'm going to talk about this a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah. So I believe 
great great writing truly great writing is brave writing it's about being brave because when you have the courage to go there to go deep within yourself and to express yourself you don't even have to think about the writing because here's the thing ruth i want to say that if you can speak you can write and a lot of people might disagree with me but i stand by what i believe if you can speak you can write because we have it in us it's just that when we start to like put fingers to the keyboard or we start to like uh write you know pick up a pen it suddenly feels like this whole other world and that we need to be experts at it we need to impress everyone it's not about any of that it's about being real and and another thing i i do want to highlight what we do see that's published out there even with like novels and and whatever else business books and stuff a lot of editing and a lot of revisions have taken place between the point that the the person wrote the thing and the point where you read it yes so yeah. what we're doing is we're comparing what, what's that saying we're comparing our our first draft to somebody else's highly polished and edited right piece of writing and that's just not yeah that's just not true it's not true that they, i think a lot of people would be kind of shocked <laughs> if they saw the first drafts of some of like truly great writers because it would yeah i've i've seen first drafts of my own and of and other people's and it eventually turns into this into this gem this absolute treasure but it doesn't always start out that way so it's so important to like give yourself the space give yourself the room to be brave give yourself permission to be yourself even if you feel like you can't be yourself anywhere else this is the space where you can be you mm that's beautiful thank you and i was just <laughs> reflecting as you were saying that because i love what you say about being brave I know that I am moved by and obviously this is not just about writing for other people to read I mean a majority of this work is writing just for yourself but in terms of the writing that we do do for other people to read I know that I have been moved deeply by writers who aren't necessarily on like technically great writers like they may yes make mistakes in terms of grammar or yes. whatever but i've been like deeply moved by their words and that's just that shows the power of like infusing this emotion and feelings and doing the inner work because i don't think that you i just don't think it's possible to have that bravery to make your writing emotional if you haven't done or if you're not doing that inner work at the same time absolutely agreed on that and that's why shadow work and all of the any other sort of uh, you know meditation mindfulness anything that you believe is like a process it doesn't have to be super spiritual it can be anything yoga whatever allows you to express yourself and to get real with yourself and to give yourself some give give some space give some time to quiet your mind anything that gives you that is a is a wonderful wonderful practice it's going to help you to show up um with courage and and ruth i love what you said because that's so true i mean i would love for people to like do a little like like experiment right test this out so like go go on get on to social media right look any any anything like whatever facebook instagram twitter whatever maybe not so much twitter, but maybe facebook instagram is better because you get to write longer in there yeah so kind of scroll through this the feed and then start to pay attention to to the posts and I'm, and I don't mean of course the images I'm talking about the words right the posts that uh, that stop you mid scroll and you'll find that it's very rarely a perfectly punctuated perfectly written, <laughs> written posts it's the ones that are real and we can like kind of almost intuitively feel when the writer means what they're saying we can feel it it's it's a it's an extremely um it it's it's not something that you can put down into a process in that sense but as as a reader we can always feel it when a writer means every word that they've written 
we know when it's true, which is why it's powerful for copywriting even and for business and, and for work that you want to do that is conscious and authentic. When you believe in your product and you write that sales page and you come from a real place and you mean it, people will feel it when they read it. Yes, yes. This is so important. <laughs> and also, it make, you've just connected some dots in my mind about like selling and offers that we create and how we show up and sell them. And I think so much of the time we find it hard to genuinely mean what we say about whatever we're selling being great because yes. of that shadow stuff, because of these fears we have, because of these worst, these the most terrible things we think about ourselves and we're afraid that that will <laughs> yeah. be seen. I don't know. And it's just, it just sort of connect, started to connect some dots there with me in terms of like, this work is is not just good for communicating and selling in your copy. It's also good for you personally, believing in the thing you're selling in the first place. That is so beautifully said. I love that, Ruth. You're so right. It is so true because you're right about the shadow and all of the other work. Because what happens then is if you don't get in there and you don't accept and embrace who you are with all of everything, what's going to happen is it's going to start to turn into this. What it starts to do, it turns into fear, turns into doubt. You start losing trust in yourself. And when we don't trust ourselves, when we have all of those doubts and fears, we're not going to be able to sell. We're not even going to be able to write, actually, even if you're not selling. It's going to be so hard to sit down and, and write and speak and whatever else we need to do in our business and in life. So what this does is it, it, uh, nerd, it cultivates self-trust. It cultivates that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So can I just ask you, if you could, sure. if you could give one piece of advice or one like exercise or whatever for someone who, you know, is resonating with this, potentially feeling blocked about how they're showing up and writing or potentially just wants to use it for their own personal healing, what would your biggest tip be for those listening? So one like activity or exercise yeah. that they can do. Yeah. Okay, this is going to sound super weird but i'm going to share it <laughs> okay yeah so this is not an this is a known thing this you know in writing in writers among writers and in writing circles this is known so i would love for people to okay copy and i mean literally copy passages or even like an entire chapter of a book for example like sit down and write it out word for word. So for example, I mentioned Stephen King earlier. Mm -hmm. So if you love Stephen King and you love his writing and you can choose whoever you want, this could be Oprah and, you know, something in, in a magazine, whatever, but a writer that, or a piece of writing that you love, practicing it and physically copying the words from the web. And, and I mean, like with pen and paper, right? Yeah. It's, it allows you to get into that space of creative energy. It starts to move you into that space of seeing yourself as a writer. So this is, and it helps you to start to put the words together in a way that is, in a way that you want to. Because here's the thing, you're not going to choose a writer that, this is the reason why you must choose a writer whose work you admire. So, it, and as I said, it doesn't have to be around business. Even if you're going to be using this exercise to get connected with writing for your business, I would say choose any piece of writing. It could even be a screenplay or whatever. I would say sit and copy that out because it kind it, it sounds weird, but try it. Yeah. It's it's really it's weird, but it's just as powerful as it is weird. Um, and it's a known thing. People do this and it is it, it changes you, it transforms you. In fact, what they do say is um, what, what's known is that you're supposed to carry on doing that for like a while, like weeks or, or even a month. Uh, you don't have to do oh, that. Wow. You don't have to do it every day. Yeah. But that's how you get into that space of, uh, you know, being able to put the words together in a way that 
feels really good to you. So it's just about copying it. And, and this is just, of course, a private exercise. Yeah. You're not really like yeah. copying it. But yeah, that that's the one thing that I would say, which is super weird. But I would love for mm. people to try it. Yeah, thank you. I've never done that with writing. But it did remind me of when I was at school. I was doing my A-levels and I did music and I was composing and that I did that to like get my creative juices flowing I sort of like played existing things backwards and or just like you know listen to like played out different things and it's just like that I guess and did it work yeah it did oh there you go I think okay, I heard so a- I think I heard John Lennon saying that he was it John Lennon I don't know but I, I do love, I love the Beatles. So yeah, it potentially was John Lennon um, who said that he would play stuff backwards to get inspired for his music. Oh, oh that is so cool. <laughs> I didn't know that, Ruth. Oh my gosh. So this is like the writer's version of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Just getting into that energy. Yeah. Of someone else's yeah, words. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Okay. So I'm just going to quickly ask you about the breathing piece because I know that you touched on taking a breath as one of the um, methods for tuning in with how you feel before you write but I know that you've got a lot more to say about the power of a single breath so (laughs) we don't have long to talk about it but I really wanted to touch on it so maybe it's best for you to explain your philosophy of the one healing breath oh Yes, my philosophy. Okay, so the reason the the reason I came up with it is because I I can be a bit of a nervous Nelly, so um you know and I can be like and and I realized like a few years ago I realized that for the you know I I was walking around holding my breath because I was like almost perpetually anxious about something or worried about something. And when I became conscious of the fact that I was holding my breath, I was like, that's, it, it, it was just, it made me sad because, I mean, breathing is like, it's like everything. It's our birthright. It is the thing that keeps us alive. But yeah, I was walking around and I knew that if I was doing it, I can, you know, I could imagine that a lot of people were. But anyway, this went on for a while. And as they say in spiritual circles, I had this divine download, <laughs> as they say. And it was like this instant knowledge thing. It was an intuitive hit. And I literally, this is going to sound weird again, but I literally heard the words one healing breath in my ear. I heard it. Amazing. And I knew what I was supposed to do with it. I just knew what I was supposed to do with it. So what I did, what came out of it eventually was that I created this, I worked with an artist. I created a series of images for for this one healing breath practice so each image represents a positive energy or emotion so one healing breath of love one healing breath of uh, creativity one healing breath of uh, inspiration so things like that or uh, courage so and then and this is the interesting thing I, I also heard that it was meant to be shared so that's what I did. So I created those images. I shared it. It's it's on my website. So what it does is it's it's a way for anybody. So no matter how busy you are, no matter what's going on in your life, we all have time to t- take one conscious healing breath. So what I like to say is when conscious breath is combined with intentional words, it brings you back to yourself in an instant in just the time it takes to inhale and exhale and that's what the one healing breath is about and when you say intentional words is that like the example you gave earlier about yes so yeah like love it could be like um uh, uh, courage as i said uh any of those words because i have so here's the thing the practice you know, it's like a series of emails. I failed to say this. Sorry, Ruth. So it's basically mm-hmm. a series of emails that people can sign up for. Um, and it, it lands in your inbox. And it's this whole bunch of positive words and energies coupled with images. So what it does is when you see that e- email, the whole idea is to open that. Take one healing breath of whatever image or positive energy or word that 
of the day. And um, and so far, people people are loving it because it brings you, as I said, it's like that one moment in a day, no matter how busy your day is, that brings you brings you home, brings you back to yourself. Mm. Yeah, it sounds so doable, especially because, like I said earlier, it's one of those things that's simple, but we don't make time for. We don't. We don't. No, we don't. Pay attention to actually doing it, and and it's just it's so doable. Like everyone can t- spare that minute to do that every day at Absolutely. least. Yeah. Absolutely. And here's what I like to say as well: What is the thing that that brings us all together? What is the thing that is common? To all of us, no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, no matter your gender, your whatever, right, nationality, where you live, what, where you grew up, we all, all that breathes lives. And it is as simple and it is as profound and as inclusive as that. We are all connected with our breath. Yeah. It's so powerful and I'm definitely going to include the link for people to sign up for that. And I'm just wondering, like, what are some of the shifts that you can see through doing, either with you or other people, through just being mindful, taking an intentional breath every day? So the biggest thing that happens is you start to cultivate self-awareness. You create space in your day for self-nurturing, self-love, giving yourself what you need. And it, it's it's kind of like created, like I wouldn't call it a movement at this point, but there are people who like just, they just go back again and again. They go back to the start because it's a series of, of emails. And they go back and they've created like a ritual out of it. So when they receive the email, either at that point or later in their day, they create space, they light a candle, uh, you know, maybe a scented candle, and they maybe play a little bit of, you know, relaxing music in the background and they take that breath. Because what it brings is that self-awareness. It gives you, it's the simplest, speediest spiritual practice ever, Ruth. It is yeah. like, it is like the easiest form of self-care ever. And it has lasting effects because as you keep doing it day after day, you start to get into the practice of it. You start to create this habit of becoming aware of how you feel and what you're thinking throughout your day, which is so important. This ties into mindfulness. It ties into creating inner calm, uh, inner peace. The Honestly, the benefits are are quite quite endless I would say yeah to be honest yeah so I'm I think that the best way for people to experience that is just go sign up for your one healing breath emails <laughs> <laughs> and also I wanted to mention here that you are making yeah. a, a card deck as well aren't you oh yes <laughs> the card deck I'm super excited this was actually uh um it was a uh, What's the word? It was a request. People wanted a deck. They want, wanted a physical version of it. So yeah, I'm in the middle of creating that and I'm and I'm super excited about it actually. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be beautiful. So definitely look out for that, anyone who's listening and is interested in this. But you can get the emails for now before the cards are ready. Okay, so thank you so much. I have loved talking about all this stuff. I think it's so it's yeah it really explains to me a lot of the the things I feel intuitively about the way I um work and the intentions I set for how I you know how I show up but and I think it's going to help a lot of people basically both in business and personally um but for now I'm going to wrap things up by asking you a random question which was actually actually suggested by you so I'm going to ask it to you but I will answer it as well so okay the question is, if you could be anyone which who could be dead or alive other than yourself for just one day, who would you pick and why? Yeah, I, this is a tough one and I'm now wondering <laughs> why. <laughs> I suggested it, Ruth. But it's a it fun is, one. I have to say, yeah, it is a fun one. I have to say it's a fun one. One one, so um, so I can't pick two, huh? I can only. 
I can only pick one. You know what? I would like to. It it probably be. I'm thinking it's probably gonna be somebody. Surprise, surprise! Somebody who's like a writer. Um. Jane Austen. <laughs> I'd like to get into her head. I'd love to. To be her, I would love to experience what it's like to be that that sort of writer, that level of creativity. Um, but if I had a second option, I'm going to say the Buddha. <laughs> the Buddha, yeah. I don't, I know I don't have a second option, but I want to say <laughs> the Buddha, and that's because I would like to feel what it's like to experience complete serenity and tranquility. Yeah, absolutely. That is a good yeah. answer. How about you, Ruth? How about you, Ruth? So, my, honestly, I, I wanted yeah. to, like, be smart about it and think, oh, I'd like to be someone who is really different to me so that I know what it's like to be, like, super confident or super outgoing or a man or whatever. But actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, like, I just want to be, like, the queen for a day. <laughs> like, Yay, literally. Literally the queen. And I think it's because I've been watching The Crown. I think that that's why the queen is in my head. I'm just fascinated. This whole like idea like of how the other half live, I'm fascinated by it. So I'd like to see what it's really like in Buckingham Palace. And um, oh. yeah, I definitely would not want to be her yeah. for, forever, but for a day, yes. <laughs> you know, if that ever actually happens, promise me you'll invite me to tea, Ruth. I've always wanted to have tea with the queen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you. That was a really fun way to end. But thank you so much. This has been a wonderful thank chat. You. If you want to find out more about Shantani, visit her website at shantaniraja.com and definitely sign up to her free One Healing Breath series, which is linked to from the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast. It really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode, there are three ways to connect with me. On the Facebook group, on Instagram, at Ruth Poundwhite, or my personal favourite, my behind-the-scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. And keep doing what you're doing because your work really does matter.